Welcome to the Scout Team MVPs podcast, your home for weekly sports talk, where we break down all of your favorite teams, players, and upcoming matchups. Here are your hosts, the Scout Team MVPs. That's right, we are the Scout Team MVPs, and we are back with episode four of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. I'm your host, Chris McMillan, and back with us this week, we have Shane, and with us, as always, Rob. Boys, how was your Christmas? So far, so good, Chris. I can't Can't complain. complain. Can't complain. Did you guys get everything that you asked for? Sure, sure, yep. What did you ask for, Rob? I didn't really have any asks for this year. I'm a pretty simple guy, so... You know, oh, I just asked. You didn't have any gifts? And, did no, you get any I, presents at all? I did, but we haven't opened them yet as I'm currently at my grandma's house doing it. Oh, grandma. Did you get your grandma anything? Yeah, we got her some, some nice new clothes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, Shana. It's, it's, it's nowhere near as interesting as Rob's is apparently buying clothes for his grandma. I'm kind of intrigued what kind of clothes he was probably buying there. Um, but. <laughs> Other than that, it was great. Did you? Uh, what'd you get? Did you uh, get anything good from your parents or anything? Or? I got a lot of clothes and some money, which uh, I need for my job. And money, we need to live. So, speaking of money, uh, you are now five hundred dollars richer. Yeah, uh, for literally doing nothing besides beating you, uh, not so smart people at uh, fantasy football. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. And more a little bit later. Sounds like you guys had a great Christmas. But like I said, everybody, this is episode four of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. We're going to talk a little NFL Week 16 action and where the playoff picture sits right now. Lots of interesting games went down over the weekend. Uh, We also had the final week of the fantasy football playoffs. We we have some MLB offseason stuff to talk to you guys about, some baseball trades, Topic four, we have a little bit of NBA action, where the standings are at right now. Topic five, our honorable mentions of the week, where we're going to talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl, who made it, who didn't, some snubs that are out there. And our final topic, as always, our scouting for picks segment, where once again, I might need to stop, stop forever with scouting for picks because it's just been brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it's been terrible. Yeah. Don't, don't sugarcoat it. Fun for us. Well, I mean, I might need to pull a Shane next week and and be gone and just not pick. Maybe that'll actually help stop my losing streak here. Great call. That's what I did. <laughs> Purpose, purposely just didn't come to an episode so you didn't have to pick any games? No. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to lose to Rob. That's embarrassing. Yeah, very true, very true. So, all right, boys. Well, we're going to get into all of that and more right after a short break and an ad from our sponsor, Anchor. And we're back here on episode four of the Scout Team MVPs podcast, jumping into NFL Week 16 action. First game on the docket, we had Raiders and Broncos. Raiders coming out on top, 27-14. Panthers lost to the Falcons, 24-10. Packers bounce back victory against the Jets, and they were down quite a bit in that game. Two different times, came back, uh, scored a touchdown overtime to win it. Aaron Rodgers, decent game, 442 yards, two touchdowns through the air, also had two touchdowns on the ground. Packers win that one, 44-38. We had an Eagles victory over the Texans. Boys, this was a a good game. Did you guys catch it at all? Uh, I watched a little bit. I had Alshon Jeffrey going in fantasy football for me. Uh, Wanted to see how that looked. Um, Nick Foles, man, I'm telling you, why would Carson Wentz play again after all this? What do you have? Almost 500 yards passing. Yeah, I, t- I told you guys that last week. I told you guys that last week. I like Carson Wentz or Nick Foles more than Carson Wentz, and uh, also Deshaun Watson had another great week. I don't know he's just proven to be really, 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 really good. Rob, are you sick? Like six, really? You know what? You sound um, sick, Rob. I'm. You know, I'm not. Not in the. You sound game. like somebody kicked your dog. Yes. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, that that. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, Anyways. Anyway, let's get a little more pep in your step, Rob. Let's go. We had a, yeah, Eagles come out on top 32 to 30 over the Houston Texans. This is Sean Watson, 339 and two touchdowns. Nick Foles, 471 and four touchdowns. Continues to impress. Jumping in there for Carson Wentz. I mean, looking like they're right on the doorstep of the playoffs once again to see if they can make a run. Next game, we had a Jaguars victory over the Dolphins, 17 to 7. We had a Patriots victory over the Bills, bringing the Patriots up to 10 and 5 on the year. Bills dropped to 5 and 10. We had a Colts victory, 28 27, over the Giants. Boys, I want to talk a little bit about the Colts here. And, you know, they're right there on the doorstep of a playoff run here. Any thoughts on the Colts and if they have any sort of chance to go deep into the playoffs? Yeah, well, I said it last week that I like the Colts as making the playoffs. Um, the only thing stopping them right now is really the Titans, which got to win this week. Um, they play each other in the last week, so I would assume that the winner gets in. Uh, Andrew Luck, he's looking like uh, what they thought he would be. You know, he was hurt last year, he comes back this year, and he's got to be the comeback player of the year. Um, in my opinion, there's nobody else that's more deserving. Anytime you have a quarterback playing at a high level in December and you got a shot at the playoffs, yeah, I mean, you definitely – but who's hot at the right time? I mean, look at the Packers a few years back when they had to go on the road all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, so I look for them to potentially win a game or two in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Andrew Luck looking good, had 357 through the air and two touchdowns. Eli Manning also over 300 yards passing on the day. Saquon Barkley held in check once again, 43 yards on 21 attempts. He did have a touchdown, Marlon Mack. Added a touchdown as well for the Colts. T.Y. Hilton over 100 yards receiving on seven catches. And Colts come out on top on that one, 28-27. Next game we had, boys, we had a Cowboys victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27-20. Modest day by Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott with the Cowboys finding a way to win to bring the record to 9-6. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, as usual, Dak Prescott kind of, doesn't impress me with his only 161 yards passing. Elliott kind of had a poor game for Elliott standards, only 85 yards. You'd expect it to be a little better against that Buccaneers D. Other than yeah, other than that, you just like you said, they just found a way to win. It didn't really matter how they got the win, clinched the playoffs. That's all you can ask for. Well, it depends on who you ask about the Cowboys. There's a certain other national media figure that is. Always all in on the Cowboys. We won't mention names. <laughs> Skip Bayless. He seems to think that, that the Cowboys are definitely a Super Bowl contender. I disagree. Um, I think if Dallas has proven anything, it's that they will find a way to lose games. And I don't think this team's any different. Uh, do I think they're a good team? Yes. Better with Amari Cooper. But they're not a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. I don't think they can beat the Rams, the Saints, and honestly, I think they'll lose to the Seahawks and the Wild. Yeah, obviously a difficult road for the Cowboys if they want to potentially make some noise in the playoffs this year. But we shall see how that unfolds. We have one week left for the regular season, and then and then it's playoff time. Jumping into our next matchup, we had another Browns victory, bringing them to 7-7-1 seven, seven, and one on the season. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals 26-18. to 18. How about the Browns this year, boys? I mean, Baker Mayfield stepping in after... Uh, Tyrod Taylor starting the first couple of games and just been impressive in his rookie season so far. Yeah, and again, we mentioned it last week. I love Baker Mayfield and what he's been doing. He's been absolutely crushing it, not necessarily numbers-wise, but just doing what he needs to do to win these games. And, again, bringing him back to a winning record is pretty exciting if you're the Browns, especially after their last season. So, I mean – you get you got some things to hold your head on, and uh, if you you know if all else fails, you root for next year. <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of young talent. Uh, Baker Mayfield played well. Didn't necessarily love the taunting of Hugh Jackson. I mean, I get it, but was it necessary? No. I mean, you kind of beat a Bengals team who's without Andy Dalton, without AJ Green. I mean, is that that impressive? Maybe not, but again, I think the Browns are loaded with young talent, and I think they're going to be good for a few years to come here, and you know, a couple of years potentially Shane, be a for contender. The Browns beating any team is impressive, and I like, I, I like when really. May, Mayfield's all fired up. That you know, he plays better. It's funner to watch. Funner. It's you know, funner. 
It's more fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, but they saw that with Johnny Manziel. Browns coming out on top over the Cincinnati Bengals, 26-18. to 18. We're going to move on to our next game, boys, and a Vikings victory over the Lions, 27-9. to 9. Uh, Also had the Bears coming out on top over the 49ers in a low-scoring game, 14-9, to 9, bringing their record to 11-4. Next game, we had a 31-9 to 9 Rams victory over the Cardinals. Drops the Cardinals to 3-12 and 12, while it takes the Rams to 12-3. and 3. Todd Gurley did not play in that matchup. Shane, I know that was a little bit uh, iffy in the morning, and all of a sudden, about an hour, hour and a half before that game, he was out, but obviously they didn't need him in that matchup. Yeah, that's a whole debacle that we'll have to get into in the fantasy segment about how much of an idiot I am. But yeah, I mean, the Cardinals are pretty bad. The Rams are pretty good, so not a surprise. Yep, for sure. Also, we had the Saints in a barn burner over the Steelers, 31-28. That was definitely a fun game to watch. Both quarterbacks had good days. Ben Roethlisberger, 380 yards, three touchdowns. Drew Brees, 326 and a touchdown. Michael Thomas, 11 catches, 109 yards and a touchdown. Antonio Brown, though, for the Steelers, 14 catches, 185, and two TDs. I know we're going to see his name pop up on the top performing fantasy players later on. But a close game. Spoiler alert. Saints coming out on top, 31-28, bringing their record to 13-2, dropping the Steelers to 8-6-1, and and currently out of the playoff picture as it stands right now. They have one game left to maybe jump back in there. I don't see it happening. I think Pittsburgh's kind of uh, in disarray. I think uh, especially after the way that ended with uh, Smith-Schuster fumbling that ball. It's Pittsburgh, I don't know what to tell you. I think they're just – seems like every year they start out well and then they just kind of disappear. I mean, I don't know. Pittsburgh's kind of an enigma to me. I don't know why that offense should be good, but sometimes it's not, and they just don't win games. Yeah, and I look at it like this. Uh, the the Colts are the pretty much the only ones stopping them from making the playoffs and the Colts are hot right now and the Steelers are not. So I, yeah, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs just based on what's happening in the NFL right now, but the Colts do face the Titans. One of them's got to win. So I would imagine the winner of that makes it instead of the Steelers. Yeah. Like you guys both touched on Steelers, just they've been finding ways to lose recently and uh, they lost this one over or against the saints 31, 28, uh, another matchup we had this week was a good matchup played in Seattle. We had the Seahawks over the Chiefs, 38-31. Russell Wilson, 271 through the air, three touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, very, very similar numbers, 273 and three touchdowns. Chris Carson for the Seahawks, they're running back, 27 attempts, 116 yards, and two TDs on the ground. Great day overall by the Seahawks, scoring a lot of points doing what they needed to do on defense and got a 38-31 victory. Yeah, and I, I said it a couple weeks ago, maybe it was last week, Mahomes just for some reason when he faces these elite quarterbacks, he just does not seem to perform and they just can't find ways to win. And that's why I don't think they will win any sort of Super Bowl this year. Maybe they need some more pieces or something, but they just seem to find a way to lose and – I think that this the Seahawks deserve that game the whole entire time. So, I and I picked them, so that's good too. <laughs> hey, you look at that game with Kareem Hunt uh, being out. I mean, their offense seems affected by that quite a bit uh, the last couple weeks. Obviously, going to Seattle in a prime time game. I think Seattle has the best winning percentage over the last five or six years in those games. It's a tough place to win, and Seattle's pretty hot right now. Granted, they lost to the Forty Niners last week, but they're tough at home. They're, you know, Russell Wilson gets going like that. He's tough to stop. And I believe Mahomes 0-4 in the big primetime games he's played in this year. Now, that doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback, but he's still young. Uh, so I think he's, you know, still the MVP, but he's still yeah, young and, and he's going to get I think better. that, you know, I think you're a little wrong when it comes to losing Kareem Hunt. Damian Williams has been doing really well. I mean, he averaged almost eight yards a carry last Last game, 103 yards. He was doing it in the past game the week before. I think they found kind of ways to replace Kareem Hunt, but, I mean, just all around, Tyreek Hill had less than 100 yards. Travis Kelsey was a non-factor. Chris Conley had a better day than, than Travis Kelsey. So, 
all those sort of things add up when you're playing a really, really good defense at home like the Seahawks. That's for sure, Rob. I mean, we had a great game. Seahawks coming out on top 38-31. Both teams in the playoffs and looking to, if they were to meet again, it would be in the Super Bowl. Uh, next game, we had a Titans 25-16 victory over the Redskins. Uh, of note in that game, Marcus Mariota did get injured, and Blaine Gabbert came in and led them to victory 25-16. We also had a Ravens 22-10 victory over the Chargers. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 204 yards and one touchdown through the air. Nothing too impressive about this game, boys. Just a hard-fought game, and the Ravens coming out on top. Yeah, the, the Chargers' run game was non-existent. I think they had maybe 50 yards total rushing, which is insane for a pretty well-balanced team that kind of kind of focuses on the balance in order to open both up. So definitely a shocking game, but if you look at the Ravens' defense, it's not inconceivable to think that they could shut them down. Shane, any quick thoughts on that game? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, he's uh... – Surprised me. Honestly, I didn't think he was going to be anything. <laughs> yeah, he's like a running back that can throw the football. I mean, he kind of wreaks havoc on some other teams. But that wraps up our Week 16 NFL action here, boys. We also have a little bit of a playoff picture to look at quickly. We have lots of teams. I mean, it's pretty well, well set now. We have one week left in the regular season. We have only a couple teams here that are still in the hunt. We have the Steelers and the Titans in the AFC still on the hunt at nine and six for the Titans, eight, six and one for the Steelers Colts holding down that second wild card spot at nine and six Ravens nine and six as well, leading their division. NFC wise, everything's pretty well locked up. Uh, we have Saints, Rams, Bears, Cowboys, all clinching their division and a playoff spots. We have Seahawks, uh, clinching a wild card spot there, and Vikings and Eagles are in the running for that last wild card spot. Any th- quick thoughts, boys, on who to expect to see of those last couple teams that are still vying for a playoff opportunity? Yeah, you mentioned that you thought you know the NFC was kind of locked up the way it is. I tend to disagree just based on the fact that the Vikings' last game is against the Bears and Philadelphia right now with Nick Foles is doing a lot better than and the Vikings versus the Bears, in my opinion. So I'd, I'd expect to see the Eagles shoot up and take that last wild card spot. I don't think that would surprise anyone. But, I mean, the Bears, I believe the Bears, can the Bears still clinch a bye in the first round if the Rams lose and the Bears win? So the Bears are going to be playing for it, so I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins in games like that tends to kind of choke. Um, so if the Eagles do make the playoffs, would not be a surprise. Probably be more entertaining than seeing the Vikings and Bears play back-to-back weeks. Well, with that, boys, we are wrapping up our first segment, and we'll be right back after a short break. Welcome back uh, to episode four of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. Rob jumping in there quickly to get us started here in segment two. We also have Shane on the line back from his work trip. Shane, how was that work trip, by the way? Yeah, work uh, trip. Chicago's expensive, um, so it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Everyone was giving me a hard time because they thought I was a Packers fan. So I told them I wasn't. They, they didn't care anymore. They to wanted to be my friends. But I didn't want to be their friends because they're friends. Used to be a Brett Favre fan. Friend. Well, you know, I, you know, I, I have all the friends I need. Uh, jumping right into our second segment, boys. I mean, we had you know we're talking a little bit of fantasy football. Shane, you came out on top in our league, beating Elliot in the championship game. Any quick thoughts about about your victory? That was yeah, a victory. I, I, I have a lot of quick thoughts about it and a lot of long thoughts about it. Uh, primarily, it's nice to win $500. Now, it doesn't feel as great winning it against people like you. Um, quite frankly, you guys just aren't on my level. Uh, we've done this league seven years. I've won it three times. Um, I'd like a little bit of a challenge, boys. Uh, Shane, I don't if really I even do have a comeback. Paul, you are an idiot. So... Uh, I'm chalking that up to Shane. I started Cutler <laughs> and Chris Johnson, so yeah, I lost by 150 points. It's all that number one How's pick. That? 
How's that, how's that different Rob, than your lineup uh, definitely, any other <laughs> Rob definitely uh, going all out in his final matchup, starting you know, 95% of his team were people that weren't even on active NFL rosters anymore. But hey, Rob, one good thing for you, you get that number one pick next year. Way to go. Yeah, that number one pick. Right, Tim Tebow's making two a first round picks. Next year is going to be lit. Yes, for sure. 2019 fantasy football is going to be awesome, but we still have a rundown of the top five scoring performances from the week three of the fantasy football playoffs. Again, these scores are based on ESPN PPR standard scoring, and we have Antonio Brown topping our list at 44.5 points, 14 catches, 185 yards, two TDs. Rob, I know he was playing against you in that in that matchup. I mean, he definitely outscored Calvin Johnson. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, I love Calvin Johnson. It was a no-brainer to add him to my roster. I played against a guy who sucks at fantasy football, so it was kind of an even matchup. But, you know, I wanted that first pick, so I was definitely going to Definitely Antonio Brown going off. Yeah, he Uh, did. He had a good game. I have so much to say. Uh, How does he suck at fantasy football, but he didn't finish last like you did? (laughs) I don't get it. Um, Shane, at this point, I want to finish last. Don't you understand, you nincompoop? Yep, sounds like a perfect transition to our second top score of the week. Aaron Rodgers finally uh, on this list, 42.9 points, 37 of 55 passing for 442 yards, two touchdowns to the air. He also added two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, See, meaningless if I game there, though. Him, if I would have started him, I probably would have been closer than 150 points. <laughs> Yeah, you just scored 46 this week. <laughs> just the old 150-point loss. No big deal. Number three on our list, we have Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans, 36.5 points, 29 of 40 passing for 339 yards and two touchdowns. He as well added two touchdowns on the ground. Zach Ertz, tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, 35 points, 12 catches for 100 yards and two TDs. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, maybe it's this time of year, Christmas time, we need to get Rudolph on the list. 33.2 points, nine catches, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. Shane, you are not going to win the Fantasy Football Championship next year. No, you are not, you big oh, pile of poop. Maybe not. Not wow, a chance. That, that was really mean, but um, maybe not, but I'm going to get to hold that tro- trophy for a whole year. Yeah, and... if it ever if it ever gets to you. Yeah, oh, that's on Chris, not anyone else. But I'm gonna Ayo. sleep with that. Come thing. and get it. Come and get it. You know where, where I you goes. live. So come and get it, Shane. I yep. don't because I'm never invited over. What a great friend Chris is. For good reason. The reason. With that, perfect time to end our second segment, talking a little fantasy football and the top scoring players of this week. We will be right back for our third segment, talking a little baseball. Welcome back to episode four of the Scout Team MVPs podcast. We are in segment three, talking a little Major League Baseball action. We have some off-season trades and some rumors out there going on about who's going where. With some big names still yet to sign. We uh, had did have one big trade go down recently, Shane, and that was the Dodgers trading with the Reds. Why don't you break down that trade, who it involved, and who you think came out on top of that trade? Yeah, um, so the Dodgers uh, acquired from the Reds Homer Bailey, Jeter Downs, and Josiah Gray in exchange for Yasiel Puig, Alex Wood, Matt Kemp, Kyle Farmer, and some cash considerations. In terms of who won the trade, I got to think the Reds. I mean, Puig, he's Puig, but you're getting two outfielders last year that kind of played pretty well for a team that won to the World Series. And the Reds, I think Homer Bailey's been on kind of a downspin. Bailey, I think this is just the Dodgers trying to dump payroll and maybe take a run at Bryce Harper um, or Manny Machado. Um, Really, in my opinion, that's what they're doing here. Time you have some big names like that uh, being traded. Got to be something in the works here. Rob, I know you probably have a few thoughts on what's about to happen there. Yeah, I just think I think Shane's right. There's no reason you would do that trade necessarily unless you're looking to open something up for a big signing. 
And, you know, obviously Bryce Harper is the big signing this year. So, you know, that would be really bad for the Brewers if, you know, they added another slugger, but it is what it is. Brewers can't afford Harper. Never happened. Yeah, probably definitely out of their league as far as money goes for Bryce Harper. But, I mean, the Brewers did make a smaller move, Shane, if you want to go into that a little bit. Yeah, the Brewers sending Domingo Santana to the Mariners for Ben Gamble and Noah Zavolas. Um, so Ben Gamble, kind of like a another type of Domingo Santana player, just without as much power. Um a little bit cheaper than what Santana would probably have commanded. And Zavolas, uh, he's, you know, just drafted recently, so nobody really knows what he's going to develop into. Uh, I think this is just the Brewers trying to free up a little bit of cash. I think they're going to make a run at a starting pitcher here. I know they've also been linked to Troy Tulowitzki recently for a little bit of time at second base. Um, so I think Milwaukee may be freeing up some money to make a run at one of those free agent pitchers. Uh, it's available. Yeah. Do you think uh, somebody like Troy Tulowitzki, probably just a one-year stopgap kind of player until maybe they have that up-and-comer in the minor leagues, have been seeing all kinds of things about on all kinds of magazine covers um, for their future second baseman? I can't even think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, Keston Hira. I've we'll see him next year. Stuff on him. You'll see. I bet you if you don't see him yeah. early in the year, you'll see him in September as a call-up. Um, but yeah, that would be what Tulowitzki would be for them. I just think he's a slight offensive upgrade from Hernan, per- Hernan Perez if he stays healthy. Defensively, he said he'd be happy to play second base on a contending team, which, as we know, the Brewers are. Um, and I think Milwaukee, ultimately, if they're able to sign a starting pitcher out of this, that'll make the team much better um, for it. Domingo Santana blocked anyway. Obviously, league MVP Christian Yelich there. Lorenzo Kane was in there for league MVP as well. Um, Ryan Braun, I think, is a better player still than Domingo Santana. So I think it's a decent move for the Brewers if they're able to get you know um, one of those available pitchers. Yeah, and I, I think it's also going to depend on Tulo, how good of a year he has, uh, if he's going to stay or not. I just I think he can play pretty much anywhere on the field, and he's pretty good offensively still and he's getting a little older but still pretty good offensively he's definitely worth to have around for two three four years in my opinion that's for sure rob a uh, big trade like we talked about with the dodgers and the reds talked a little bit about what the brewers got going on trading away domingo santana they might be in the market for one of those starting pitchers also any other major league baseball news worth noting boys otherwise we're going to jump into our fourth segment the Brewers did sign Jimmy Nelson to uh, an extension to avoid arbitration. So that's helpful for them too, money wise. Probably saved him a million or two dollars a year in payroll. Getting back Big Jim, definitely a good thing for the Brewers. They were missing some of those arms in that bullpen and the starting pitchers last year. Going to be awesome to see if he can return to his previous form. Other than that, we are going to take a short break and come on back for our fourth segment and a little bit of NBA talk. Jumping right into segment number four, boys, we're going to talk a little NBA action. Quite the uh, past week or so in the NBA uh, we have Raptors still on top of the Eastern Conference, but today Bucks getting a big victory over the Knicks, bringing their record to 23-10. and 10. Let's talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference quickly, boys, and what teams you're looking at, who you think might make a run here coming up in 2019, and if the Bucks and Raptors are going to be sitting pretty the rest of the way in. Oh, it's great. Uh the Bucks are playing phenomenal right now. Obviously, the Raptors are too. Bucks only a game back of the Raptors. They just beat the Raptors not too long ago. They crushed the Celtics. They're looking so good, and it's not all Giannis either. Everyone's scoring. They're shooting really well. I'm super excited about this team. Uh, obvious playoffs coming in their future, but yeah, super excited for the Bucks. I'll be the first one to admit that I'm a huge Bucks fan most of the time. I'm a bandwagon Bucks fan. When they're good, I'll watch them. The NBA is not my favorite until the playoffs. I just can't stand the lack of defense. Uh, I will watch games, but got to admit the Bucks do look really good this year. 
love to see the Bucks win a playoff series finally. I feel like it's been too long. I can't remember how many years it's been, but I think they have the, like a record of consecutive game losing streak or series losing streaks in the playoffs. So that would be nice to see that end this year. Yeah, I don't think they've won a playoff series since you know what was it two thousand one, two thousand two, when they made that run to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Seventy Sixers. Uh, but yeah, like you guys said, the Bucks are a fun team to watch. They they aren't just Giannis. Yes, he's a major part of that team, but they also have lots of different pieces this year that contribute all across the board, whether it's defense or on the offensive side as well. Great bunch of guys on that Bucks team this year, and I definitely think if it's going to be any season, it's probably going to be this one. Yeah, and obviously they do the power rankings in the NBA for a reason. Last year they weren't even sniffing the top 10 for power rankings because it was mainly just Giannis and Middleton and, you know, they weren't consistent. But, you know, they're sitting at five right now. They were four last week. Honestly, I'm super excited for the Bucks. I, I think they have a really good shot this year. Yep, be interesting to see down the stretch and in the second you know, half of the season how they fare against the Raptors or if they're going to kind of stick in that 2-3-4 seeding spot as the season comes to a close. Such a long time left, though, guys. I mean, the NBA seems to trudge on forever. Uh, that's a little bit about the Eastern Conference. Over in the West, the Nuggets still uh, holding it down at the top spot, although the Warriors have been surging as of late. Thunder in at number three, Lakers four. Trailblazers 5, Clippers 6, Kings 7, Rockets 8. Rockets definitely a disappointment so far this year. But like I said uh, about the Warriors on a previous episode, I'm not I'm not worried about them. I mean, they're going to do what they do, and they're going to be there right at the end. Any thoughts, yeah, boys? Um, you know, what we're seeing right now from the, the West is, you know, the Thunder are playing great. The Lakers are playing great. Warriors are starting to play great. Um, the Rockets are even starting to play great, moving themselves in their last playoff spot right now. Obviously, we're very early in the season, but you know, both them and the Spurs were sitting sitting below that eight spot. So, I mean, you look at the the West right now, and you look at the teams, and it's stacked, and they're all starting to play better. And when that happens, it's pretty scary to see. So, it's kind of nice that the Bucks are in the East. <laughs> I think this is the first year in my memory that looking at the Western Conference, so there's some sort of, like, parity there. Usually it's been, what, the last however many years it's been Golden State. Before that, it was, like, San Antonio and everyone. It's, But to me, it's still – I'm not as sold on the Warriors as you guys are. Um, big game with the Lakers on Christmas there. Um, see who wins that one. But I think the Warriors' time to lose is this year. I don't see that. I, I think if they're going to not win the championship, it's going to be this season. I think they're going to get surprised. I 100% agree, Shane, especially with, you know, the Lakers starting to play well. Anytime LeBron James is on the team, you definitely got to give them notice. There's tons of teams in the West capable of beating them, and they seem beatable right now. And that's exciting for anyone in the East, uh, Raptors fans, Bucks fans, hell, even 76ers fans if they start playing better. I mean, they look beatable. And, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting to see what goes down in the second half of the season. Everybody going to be fighting for those those top spots. going to be interesting to see those teams like the Rockets that are in that A spot, like you talked about, Rob, in the West, see if they can make a run as it gets towards later in the season. But I think for all of our sakes, it would just be interesting to see somebody besides the Warriors and uh Obviously, LeBron now jumping over to the Western Conference. I'm not going to be him against the Warriors this year, but some fresh fresh blood in there. Get some new teams in that NBA Finals, and I think it'll be a little more interesting for all of yeah, us. Yeah, so, I mean, I actually don't think LeBron James, just because he switched over to the West, is completely clear of the Warriors. The Warriors are probably going to be one or two seed, I would imagine, going in, and the Lakers are potentially going to be a lower seed. So, you know, they could match up at some point, so... I mean, he's not completely clear of them, but yeah, I mean, I'd say his path without without having to face the Warriors is a uh, is a little easier now that he's in the West. I was just speaking specifically, like in the NBA Finals, just be nice to get some different teams in that last game for the championship. But like we talked about, it's gonna be interesting to see how these teams fare going forward. And as always, go Bucks! Let's uh, let's finally win a playoff series this year, and we'll talk more in depth about that as we get further into the season. With that, that wraps up our fourth segment talking about the NBA, and we will be right back jumping into our honorable mentions of the week. 
Welcome back to the Scout Team MVPs podcast. This is episode four. I am your host, Chris McMillan. With me, Shane and Rob, we are jumping into our fifth segment and our honorable mention of the week. We're talking a little bit of Pro Bowl. We had the rosters come out here recently, and we had quite a few snubs, but we also had quite a few deserving players as well. I'm going to throw it over first to Shane to kind of give me some of his thoughts and maybe give me a snub or two that he thought should have been on one of these rosters. Well, I do have one snub and you're going to call me biased, but I don't think so. Uh, the fact that Aaron Rodgers made the pro bowl team over Russell Wilson is a little ridiculous. Popularity. To me. Well, peer numbers wise, I believe Russell Wilson outplayed Aaron Rodgers this year and his That's team's going popularity. to the playoffs. But I just think, how do you not put Russell Wilson on the playoff Pro Bowl roster? He's, I think, third in passing touchdowns and third in passer rating on a team that's going to be probably the five seed. Uh, to me, that's the biggest snub I see. Um, obviously, I'm great with Drew Brees. Uh, Jared Goff played well, um, but Russell Wilson should have been in over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I tend to agree, mainly for the fact that I don't think Aaron Rodgers necessarily should have been in it, but like Chris said, it's popularity. My snub mainly from the quarterback position comes from the AFC side of things at the quarterback position. I think Andrew Luck should have made the Pro Bowl instead of someone like Phillip Rivers, statistically having a better year, um, doing better things with the Colts. I Obviously, the Chargers are better, but I don't know. He just doesn't impress me. Uh, Andrew Luck's been doing good things this year. Great numbers he's putting up for kind of a comeback year. I think you kind of got to have him in there for Yeah, me. I think so. Andrew Luck would definitely be somebody that should have gotten some high consideration for one of these quarterback spots. But looking at the AFC Pro, uh, Pro Bowl roster and those quarterbacks, we have Patrick Mahomes, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady. Hard to not have any of those three, especially uh, Mahomes. I guess, yeah, if we had to decide someone that would be dropped in favor of Luck, I mean – Tom Brady is not—he's going to be in there based purely off of you know everything that he's done in the past. Uh, having a decent year this year, but if, for me, if anybody was going to be dropped, it would be him in favor of Andrew Luck. But I think for the most part, those quarterbacks are definitely the top three there. Some other notable Pro Bowl performers this season: we have running back James Conner for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Definitely didn't have a great last couple of games of the season with that injury, but very interesting that. Le'Veon Bell holding out all season long, but his replacement Pro Bowl this year. Pretty crazy. Yeah, and, you know, we've talked about that Le'Veon Bell situation pretty much all year. It's just been kind of weird. Honestly, not really happy with with how Connor ended is ended his current season. Obviously injured now, but I just think Joe Mixon is having a better year running the ball, running back-wise. You know, and I think, you know, he's been playing all year, so I think I maybe throw him in, the, in there instead of James Conner just based on purely the last, I don't know, six weeks. That's a little bit on the AFC side of things. NFC side of things, we talked already about Aaron Rodgers uh, and those quarterbacks. We have Drew Brees, Jared Goff, and Rodgers. Running backs, Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott. Nothing Nothing wrong with those three right there. Uh, Devontae Adams of the Packers making a, the Pro Bowl at the wide receiver position. Um, any other notable Pro Bowl players this year, boys, that we want to touch on at all? Mm, I'm not really like mad about any of the receiver selections this year. They've been obviously based on popularity and stats, it seems like, at the receiver position. They're all deserving to be in there. Maybe not so much Keenan Allen, just maybe that's just because I don't like him. But, you know, I mean, other than that, I think it's pretty good. Defensively, I don't think it matters who you throw in there. They don't play defense anyway, so. I just have a thought on the Pro Bowl in general in the NFL. I mean, I think it's a joke. <laughs> I mean, at least with the, and at least with like, you know, the other sports prefer, or like all-star games. I mean, it's the NBA made it competitive again this year or this last year. Um, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, the people, a lot of the players can get voted in by players. So if it is a popularity contest, the other players have an opportunity to get people in there. So I just think that the NFL needs to make some changes to their Pro Bowl in order to get some more interest drummed up in it. I don't know how to do that, but obviously guys want to get hurt playing in an All-Star Game. 
And that's the easiest sport to get hurt in. I'm not a super fan of it being played. If, I, if I'm an NFL player, I like the fact that it was played in Hawaii just based on you get to go to a vacation in Hawaii for a week. Orlando, I mean, I feel like anybody can just go to Orlando if they want for a few hours of the day, especially when they get paid that much. But that, you know, having it in Hawaii was kind of the only reason to have it, in my opinion. Other than that, it's just kind of a show. Pro Bowl definitely doesn't garner much interest, you know, anymore. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's boring. Uh, they don't try. They don't make tackles. They yeah, it's more so. It's a popularity contest. It's nice for the players to be there and to hang out with each other. But overall, nothing really for us fans to watch or want to watch. Uh, so if they want to drum up any more interest in Pro Bowl, they're definitely going to have to make some sort of of change there. So I wonder if this year it's going to be another Rams, uh, Rams chief sort of game for the Pro Bowl where, you know, they're scoring 100 points a game per side. So that would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, I probably won't watch it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to watch some highlights, but watching that whole game is it's just not not something that – appeals to me i can think of a lot better things to do with my time i think they just need to make some changes i don't know what yep sounds good to me i don't really foresee myself watching any more than a couple couple plays possibly here or there but with that that is our one and only honorable mention of the week talking a little bit about pro bowl rosters and a couple of snubs from the afc and nfc coming right back we are going to jump into our scouting for picks segment before we wrap it up for the week And we're back here on episode four of the Scout Team MVPs podcast, jumping right into our scouting for picks segment. As I touched on to begin this show, I am absolutely brutal at picking NFL games, so I might just call her quits. But you could just pull a Shane and just go on hiatus for a week and not have to. Sorry, I had to work, dude. Yeah, Yeah, well, yeah, that's not an excuse for me. I'm sorry, work's not an excuse. You should have been recording live from your from your work conference from your cubicle yep. or wherever you were, yeah. But live from downtown Chicago, I am Shane Burlick at the Bean recording this podcast. No, nope. yep, I'm with Park, my baby. coworker Sally. Uh, Sally, no, none of my coworkers part. like me. Oh, perfect transition podcast. into none our scouting podcast. Where it is like you either? That's weird. Mm. Perfect transition to our scouting for picks segment here, boys. We're going to do a little bit of a rundown of Rob and I's picks from last week. Our first matchup, we had Texans at Eagles. Rob and I both picking that game incorrectly. We both went with the Texans there, Eagles coming out on top. Our next matchup, we had Steelers at Saints. We both picked Saints, and we were both correct. We touched on that game a little bit earlier. Definitely a fun game to watch. Barn burner, close one. And in our last matchup, uh, we had Chiefs at the Seahawks on Sunday night football. I needed to make some magic happen. That's why I went opposite of Rob. I took the Chiefs thinking it might be a decent pick, but the Hawks were too much uh, at home on Sunday night football. Rob picking that game correctly. And with those wins and losses there brings our overall scouting for pick standings to Rob sitting at five and four, Shane three and three, not picking it all last week. And I am on the bottom <laughs> two and you know seven. You know what's good. hilarious, Chris, is Shane sat out a week and didn't get any wins, and he's still above you in the standings. That's hilarious. It takes talent. It takes talent to be, to be this good. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. But, but with that, boys, we also have our final week of the regular season in the NFL. We have three games to pick here. All of these games having some sort of playoff implications, so I want to get your thoughts on them. And the first one we're going to talk about is we have the 8-7 and Eagles at the 7-8 and Redskins. Eagles needing a victory in that game. Let's hear those picks. Well, I thought you would go first because, you know, uh, you'd probably want to just get it out there so you don't copy us. Because I feel like if we go first first. with your your core... All right, so so for this week, I'm gonna take the Eagles versus the Redskins. I know they're they're away, but the Eagles are kind of hot right now behind Nick Foles. The Redskins are kind of bad all year, so yeah, I'm just taking the Eagles and a just purely gut based choice. Shane, I don't think there's any gut choice about it. Um, 
Eagles are going to win that football game. Washington's terrible. Um, they have no quarterback play. And Nick Foles, like you said, is hot. I think the Eagles walk, run away with that one pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this game will be close at all. Although, I mean, Redskins not playing as badly as I thought they would after Alex Smith goes down. I mean, they did look brutal a couple weeks, but they've kind of bounced back a little bit nicely here last couple weeks. I, too, though, am going to go with the Eagles, so all three of us are on the Eagle bandwagon in that one. We have our next matchup of the week is we have the 7-7-1 seven, seven Browns at the 9-6 and six Ravens. I wanted to get a Browns game in there because the Ravens definitely do need this victory to solidify their playoff chances here. So I want to start with Rob and get his thoughts on this matchup. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the Browns on this one. I like what Baker Mayfield's been able to do. I know the Ravens' defense is stiff, but... I don't. Know, yeah, I just think his ability to to get wins is, you know, why I'm going with him. Uh, no stats, no stat records for me this week. It's just another pure gut based call, just based on my crush for Baker Mayfield. Nice, Shane. Uh, I think Rob's wrong. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I don't think that the Browns are going to be able to match up well with them. I think. You're going to see Baltimore take that one. Um, I think it'll be kind of close, but I just don't think Baker Mayfield is going to be able to make it happen this week. Browns, they'll have to wait till next year to get over 500 or to 500. Yeah, I think I tend to agree with Shane on this one. Oh, man. A big part of me. A big part of me wants to go with the Browns, but I mean, does it really matter what I even say? Shane, if I go uh, Ravens here, you probably are in trouble. Rob, if I go Browns, you're in trouble. So, uh, you know what? Just, um, just to make it. Don't you dare do it, Chris. You already picked it. Don't you dare. I am going Baltimore Ravens over the Cleveland Browns. Thank God. That means I'm going (laughs) to win all three games. All right, boys. Last matchup of the week. We have the nine and six Colts at the nine and six Tennessee Titans. What do we got for this matchup? Rob? Uh, this one is probably one of the the toughest and most important games that we've we've picked in a little bit, uh, based on purely because Colts and Titans, whoever wins is probably going to go to the playoffs. For me, though, it's it's Derrick Henry versus Andrew Luck, and I feel like you can do more from the quarterback position. And Andrew Luck's been playing dynamite. Uh, the Colts' defense has been stepping up a little bit here in the last three weeks, so. I'm going to go ahead and take the Colts over the Titans. It, it's probably going to be a close one, but I'm still going to take them. Not a bad pick. Shane, what do you got in this game? <sighs> go ahead and give me the Colts. I just don't think Tennessee, they didn't look great last week. Not sure. I don't. I didn't hear anything about Mariota yet. It does go. I think the Colts still win. It's just going to be closer. Yeah, I definitely think that matchup kind of hinges on the fact of whether or not Marcus Mariota is going to be playing. Since we don't really know his status this early in the week quite yet, I think I'm also going to have to go Colts. Sorry, boys. We all might be getting that one incorrect. But with that, that wraps. Don't do this to us. (laughs) With that, that's our last matchup of the week that we're going to pick. It'll be interesting to see what teams make the playoffs. We can make a little playoff prediction scouting for picks segment in future episodes. We will be right back after this to wrap up our fourth episode. Jumping into our last segment of the week, boys, fun episode. We talked a little NFL Week 16 recap. We talked some fantasy football, talked some baseball, NBA action, Pro Bowl. Fun week this week. What'd you boys think? Yeah, actually, there's a lot going on. We weren't able to touch on some of it, but yeah, there's a lot going on. All exciting stuff in the world of sports. The most important thing, Shane, before you get going here, is what are your 2019 New Year's resolutions? Shane, you go first. Well, Well, obviously, the typical ones like losing weight are on the docket. Nope. Um... Not it's gonna, gonna happen. be tough, but not a chance. All right, Mr. Whitney, thank you. Um, <laughs> not gonna happen. 
I don't even know, man. Uh, win the lottery or something. Go on a nice That's vacation. Not a resolution. We can be whatever he wants I, it to be. I'm, res- I'm resolving to travel Fine, yeah, more. Yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Travel more. That is. A good I'm one. too broke to travel, so my New Year's revolution, revolution, my New Year's resolution is to make more money so I can travel more. How about that? Um, so this year, my New Year's resolution um, doesn't change. I just want to be a better person. Uh, never happens. Uh, so I don't know why I ask for it every year. Yeah, it's not something you ha- ask for, Rob. It's something that yeah, you're it's not like a list of Santa <laughs> Claus. It's like a, it's something that you ask of, of yourself. Yeah. So Here's, that's what I'm saying. Why is this never Rob, working every like year? A I don't better get it. Person. I don't get it. I, I treat the New Year's resolution as a wish, and if I don't get it automatically, it doesn't happen. So, um, are you confusing New Year's resolutions with like asking Santa, Santa birthday Claus wishes? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, so Santa is a real, um, but no, this year, my new year's resolution is, uh, just to be a better person. Um, I try to have that be my new year's resolution every year. Sometimes it works out better than others. You know, as these guys can attest, I'm not always great. Um, just mostly great. So working on that little bit. Yeah, definitely that time of year where we are thankful for many things. And one of those things that we are certainly thankful for is Rob's fantasy football team finishing in last place. My New Year's mm-hmm. resolution is to win the ship over Shane next year. Is that a resolution? Or is that just yeah, like it a is. proclamation? No, it is. Try. It's not going to happen. It's just a proclamation. So, so I keep getting this garbage about being last place, but I mean, I won just as much money as Chris did. So, you know, and I got a first pick, so I, you know, I'm not really worried about it. Hey, yep. Uh, you also had to finish last to get that first pick. <laughs> I always finish last. You always finish first, so it's not surprising. Perfect. Sounds like you guys have Maybe. some awesome New Year's resolutions. I had a fun episode this week, boys. Uh, Merry Christmas to you all. You can all find us on Facebook and Twitter at Scout Team MVPs. Find us online at scoutteammvps.com. Also at anchor.fm slash scoutteammvps is our podcast profile site. Don't hesitate to throw a donation our way to keep this podcast up and running. If you guys enjoy what you hear from us on a weekly basis, we would appreciate any of your monetary support. Tune in next week as we go into episode five. And boys, fun week. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hopefully you guys don't get into too much trouble on New Year's because we need you back for our next episode. Yeah, Yeah, and don't look for Um, me on Twitter because I don't know how to use it. Ah, Merry Christmas. Have a happy New Year. Be safe. Thanks, Rob. Bye, Shane. See you, Shane. Thank you for listening to the Scout Team MVPs. Be sure to subscribe and tune in next week as the MVPs discuss all the nonstop action in the world of sports.